0: Welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need, no matter if you're an industry pro, you're building, or you're buying. We got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. We're coming to you live today from the LP Studios here in Wisconsin. I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in today. Today's topic, living arrangements of young people dramatically changing. All right, guys, I've got some really, really interesting information here, some economic information, and I got uh, two different graphs here, actually, and one of them is about uh, living arrangements for younger people, and the other one is is some economic and inflation uh, information, and I'm going to be going over both of these. I, I got both of these documents uh, while scrolling over Twitter over the weekend everyone 's uh least favorite playground right uh, t- toxic Twitter uh, lots of interesting stuff on there from time to time, but uh, you can occasionally mine some really good nuggets of information uh, from from good sources and and these were both uh, things that kind of popped up that caught my eye, and i 'm like, boy, I got to talk about these things so before we get into the young adults and the living arrangements let 's talk about this economic graph that I saw because. It's um uh, it's very staggering and uh it's shocking and it should alarm everybody when you see something like this. So this is a graph of uh the consumer price index and core CPI. And um it it it's it's shocking when you look at it. So this goes back from 2017 uh to uh basically as of probably the last week or so. And this came right from the Department of Labor uh so this is a legit graph uh very accurate uh reputable graph here from our government um and uh okay, so let's just talk between twenty seventeen and twenty twenty basically, there was at most a two and a half percent swing up or down on the c p i and the core c p i again consumer price index is what that stands for uh you know it Highest CPI was in 2018. Uh, It got almost to 3% change year over year. And then it kind of went down, went down, came up a little bit right before 2020. It crashed right uh, at the beginning of 2020. It actually got almost to zero, which is crazy that year over year, we had almost very little change. And then it went up uh, a, a little over a percent, percent and a half. Um, between 2020 and 2021 and then as of the beginning of 2021 about a month in uh, it started shooting up and I'm not talking shooting up a percent over the first quarter this thing shot up five and a half percent in one quarter now mind you this did not move more than a percent or percent and a half really over the last four years and then all of a sudden it shoots up five percent in one quarter and then in q2 here and q3 it shoots up another 2.5 percent roughly so overall the consumer price index year over year change went up 7.9 percent over one year what changed well uh, a lot of economic policy, uh, policy of leadership, uh, namely uh, a new administration. This is 100% on the new administration. I'm not going to mince it here. If you guys don't like political views or whatever, that's fine. Uh, but the facts are the facts. And uh, this administration has printed a ton of money. They've had some very anti-business policies. Um, And they've uh, attacked the fuel industry specifically, which is really jacked up prices. Um, They haven't really solved the supply chain issue. Um, And they're just creating a lot of demand by printing all this money and giving it away. And, um, you know, not letting the market handle itself. And so... People are are paying a lot more money for everything these days. And we've seen it, right? We've seen it at the gas pump. We've seen it at the grocery store. Uh, we've seen it on electronics. We've seen it on used cars, new cars. Uh, everywhere you look, you can find charts showing um, this data and, and how high things have gotten. And it's, it's gotten, quite frankly, out of control. Um, and it's the highest it's ever been in 40 years. So that tells you, I think, what you need to know. So again, 7.9%. Year-over-year um, year, consumer price index increase, and then if you look at the core CPI, uh, which is a year-over-year year change as well, and again this is from Department of Labor, that's six point four percent. But the the regular CPI is seven point nine percent. That's that's not good. That's not a good sign. All right, we're going to park that for a minute, and we're going to go into discussing living arrangements of of our younger people. Now this is people the age 25 to 34 years old here in the United States only and their living arrangements. And what they did is they charted the percentage of of several categories. Um, Okay, and here's some of the categories. You have living with your spouse, living with a parent or relative, living alone, living with a partner Now, we're not going to get into us. It's just someone else. It doesn't have to be romantically inclined, just living with someone else, a partner. Um, And then last, living with non-relatives, okay? All right. So we have these different categories and they charted this all the way from 1967 to 2021. And we have the percentage of, of these living arrangements. So back in 1967 the living with the spouse uh, was 82.7% of of people aged 25 to 34 years old. So a very, very large portion of that population lived alone with their spouse in a, in a traditional family unit, okay? Now you had about... at that time living with a parent or a relative. So pretty small percentage. Only 3% lived alone. So barely anybody did that. And even less, uh, 1.2% lived with a non-relative and only 0.2% lived with a partner of some sort. So barely any, right? Very small. And again, this is 1967. So how does this change? Let's look, Let's we're gonna flash forward to 30 years because for the most part, this graph does not change dramatically uh, other than the living with the spouse. It does kind of start to steadily decline over this next portion. But let's go to 1990, right? Let's talk about 1990. Where does this graph go now? So the percentage of 25 to 34-year-olds Living with a spouse has fell to 55% of that group. So you're looking at, you know, almost a 30% drop uh, over 30 years. So about 10% per year, uh, if we look at it that way, um, that basically, you know, are not married at this point, okay? So every year going down about 10%, or every decade rather, going down around 10%. Okay, kind of interesting, right? How about the living with the parent or relative? So in 1990, it went to 22%. So it was 12%, jumped up 10%. So you have, you know, basically 10% more 25 to 34-year-olds in 1990 living with a parent or relative. Now, again, you could look at this and say, well, you know, 25 years old, you know, you could have some some of those going to um, extended college, you know, and getting master's degrees, getting doctoral degrees, those kind of things. So there certainly could be a uh, a part of that that would factor in. And then some, maybe just for economic reasons, uh, decide not to do that. Then you have the percentage of people living alone. That was at 3%. That goes up to maybe 10%. So that went up quite a bit too. Uh, more people started to live just alone. Uh, and then the living with a partner that went from almost non-existent of 0.2% up to 5%. And uh, I th- I think that's, that's obviously a cultural shift there a little bit. Um, and then living with non-relatives also went from 1.2% to about 5%. So roughly 10% of the population living with somebody else, non-family member, and then you have, you know, a jump in people living alone. And then a pretty big jump, biggest jump really, into living with a parent or relative. This is in 1990. Let's move forward another decade, okay? Let's look at uh, early 2000s. Actually, let's, let's flash forward two decades. Let's go to 2010. Because things r- remained relatively unchanged. Between nineteen ninety and two thousand ten, there is some slight shifts as we get into the, the mid two thousands here. So, again, ages thirty four or twenty five to thirty four, where they're living now, forty eight percent are living with their spouse. This is down from eighty two percent. Less than half. That's that's significant. Less than half of these young adults are living with a spouse, um, in two thousand ten. It's continued to increase the amount that live with their parent or relative. That jumped up another 5% over the next 20 years. Okay, so that's significant as well. Living with a partner, that also bumped up quite a bit. So that was roughly 5% in 1990. Now we're looking at 12%. So that's a big jump. That spiked up quite a bit. Uh, Living with a uh, a non-relative... Uh, a slight increase, uh, probably went from 5 to 7%, so not significant really there. Living alone, that remained almost unchanged, just a very slight bump there. So that's kind of interesting. So most of these people, they're not married anymore, are living at home, 5% more living at home. Uh, and uh, 7% living with a partner, so that's a big increase there. Okay. Now let's go to today. Let's take a look at this. So as of uh, end of last year, end of 2021, the percentage of young adults living with a spouse, 37.5%, all-time low, down from 82%. That's that's incredible. And it's still trending down. Living with a parent or relative is now at 28.9%. So... Again, over the last decade, that's bumped up another uh, nearly two percent. So it continues to rise. So you've got young adults still living at home. That's crazy, and it's rising. And it's uh, we'll talk about why in a minute. But uh, you have living with a partner uh, going up to sixteen point eight percent. Living alone uh, at about ten point four percent. So it's kind of holding at about ten percent. So uh that that seems to flattened off pretty much living with non relatives actually started to go back down a little bit and it's holding around that 6% range mid 6 range so you know the the trend for young people living alone roughly about 10% of the population is just going to live alone for in their mid 20s uh probably trying to 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 find that person to live with for the rest of their life and roughly 6% are going to live with non-relatives just live with someone else Um, at 25 again you could have some you know college roommates and things like that that kind of thing happening that's pretty normal but this drastic drop in getting married and living with a spouse I mean you're under 40% now that's crazy and uh, a fairly big bump uh, in living with your parents and then also living with a partner so I believe living with a partner is really defined more as a domestic partner. Um, so that's a big, big bump too. I mean, that's uh, 16% pl- plus. So pretty interesting. But why? Why is there so many less people living with their spouse and so many more people living at home with their parents? Well, again, we've talked about this in the past with housing affordability and the challenges that that creates. And a lot of young people are living at home longer because they simply can't afford to purchase a home. And even rent has went up a lot you know, over the years. And the study that I did uh, a while back was just looking here in Wisconsin and looking at the average income and then the average cost of a home and finding out like a new home, the average cost of a new home had basically climbed from the 1950s, which was double your income to... Eight and a half to nine and a half times your income. So, you've got people working two jobs or both members of the household working full time jobs, and they're still barely able to afford a home. So, that is why you're seeing this. You're seeing more and more people, you know, living with their parents for an extended amount of time, trying to save up money so they can afford a home, uh, living with a domestic partner in order to uh, afford a home. Or, uh, you know, uh, these other situations that are occurring, which is that they are postponing uh, marriage and uh, the traditional family unit uh, or abandoning it altogether. So that's very interesting to see that decline so heavily. The other thing that's interesting, and I don't have this data, but it's definitely worth looking at, is the population growth overall. And kind of interesting, I did see a study uh, a while back about China and that the population of China has peaked because they have, you know, the one child policy, you have to have um, a license basically to have a child get a permit to have a child um, and have it born in a hospital. So that has really stifled their growth. And they said in the next 40 years, you're going to see some massive declines in the population of China because of all these policies, and they're not going to be nearly as big of an economic powerhouse in the future, just because they don't have the the population that they they once had, it's going to drastically decline. And you look at America here as well. And you've got all these people that are not getting married, Uh, typically when you get married, at some point, uh, along comes a baby in a baby carriage, right? That's declining. And so we're going to see a population decline as well. Uh, it, you know, here in the United States that um, this continues. So it's going to be very interesting. We're going to have, uh, you know, a flattening or a reduction potentially in the population um, as well. Um, so it affects a lot of things. It affects housing, obviously, because people are waiting longer. Uh, these homes are getting so much more expensive. People can't afford it. And then you have, you know, the whole population uh, discussion and how that affects uh the countries and the gdp of them and the production and and so on and so forth. So pretty interesting stuff, very interesting data points here. Uh, definitely going to be worth looking at uh and monitoring and it's shocking. I mean, if you said that uh, there there is nearly a 50% drop in in people uh getting married and buying a home um you know over this, you know, 50-year period really uh it's, it's pretty staggering. It's almost 10% a year. Uh, and then the giant increase in, in people living with their parents, and then also, uh, these domestic partnerships increasing as well. Um, it's pretty interesting stuff. So when you see it on a graph, it's, it's, it's very apparent that there's some massive shifts going on here. So, um, we're very interesting stuff, um, and how it relates to housing. So hopefully you guys found this information interesting and, um, uh it's definitely going to be some challenging times in the next decade or so for any young person uh looking to get in the housing market. And um, I, I wish all of you, especially in those groups, uh the very best that you can find something and that you're happy with and that you can start a uh a good home with. And uh again, I would always tell any uh younger person that I meet, uh get a home as soon as possible. Um, no matter even if it's not something that you're particularly fond of, buy it, get some equity, uh, fix it up a little bit, sell it, uh, and move up and, and start that process as early as possible because that is really the true pathway to creating some wealth and um, you know, building building real wealth is, is to own some property. So uh, hopefully this is helpful to you guys and you enjoyed the content. Once again. Thank you for tuning in to The Home Building Hero, broadcasting live from the Bellman Home Studio. If you haven't already, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Until next time, I'm David Bellman, signing off.